Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, friends, it is that time again. The Xbox Game Pass show is live here on Twitch.tv slash Robots Radio. It is 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. And this is your host, Tom or Robots. And we're back with our 13th episode. This episode is haunted. Be warned. What's going on? And seven, the legend. How are you? I'm pretty well, pretty well. We are just days away from me pulling the trigger on getting a gaming PC and then being able to try out a whole new world of different games that are on Game Pass. What? That's so fun. That's so fun. That's and, right. And I sound surprised, but I'm not surprised because you and I have been tossing around some links for some PCs. We've been taking a look at some different GPUs. We've been we've been looking at benchmarks and processors and all sorts of fun bits and bits and bobs and, and things and man i'm so i'm so excited for you getting a new pc is such a fun thing and the world of pc gaming is a super good time especially when you have something like game pass because you're going to have so many games dozens and dozens and dozens of things that you can just download and put onto that system and just play with it's going to be such a fun time but um hey let's let's uh let's get into the show because we have so many fun things to talk about this week this is of course the show where we talk about the new games coming to game pass the old games leaving game pass and we're going to give you some of our first impressions about the games that we have tried out this last week so you don't have to spend your time downloading them if they're terrible but you will know which ones you might want to check out and this week we took the time to try out 12 minutes rain on your parade mist and train sim world 2 and so that's what we're going to be talking about at the top of the show and then at the end of the show we've got the call lines open so if any of you guys are here during the live show and you want to call in and tell us your thoughts about one of the games that you tried out on game pass then you're welcome to do so if we don't get any call-ins this week then we're just going to roll with it but if there's anybody in the live audience that has something they'd like to share then of course the call lines will be open so why don't we kick this off do you want to go start you want to start first do you want me to start first i know you've got some fun things to talk about i am uh, pretty anxious to talk about mist so yeah all right we can kick it off yeah let's kick it uh, off with mist so first of all i i think that there's two groups of gamers one who know what mist is and two, and the other that uh don't know what mist is and the thing is that mist isn't new this version of mist is new but mist is actually a game that came out in the early 90s and at the time it was pretty revolutionary it was the first game that depicted actual landscapes and scenes yeah, because of the technology that was able with lots of colors in them yes and it didn't sound. look like just like huge pixels you know what i mean it didn't it didn't look like um the green text from the matrix right right yeah the games up until then were very blocky and um they, they didn't look like games after mist or at least mist mist was still blocky by today's standards but this game came the original mist was a lot closer to actually having like you said like landscapes like images that you could identify what they were 
oh, that's a house with trees in the background and hills, and those are mountains and clouds, and that's a door, and uh, actual images that you can interact with. And that's what was so amazing about this game. And that's what, you know, I remember, and we talked about this a lot in the last show, so I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but I remember being a kid at the time, and this was a game that caught the, my friend's parents' attention because this was something they could get behind. Like my friend's parents were buying this game and loading it up and enjoying looking at this imagery and being amazed that their computers could actually render this kind of thing for the first time. Like that generation, the boomer generation, because I'm, I'm not a baby boomer, the, the boomer generation was going, wow, look what my computer can do. I spent $3,000 on this machine that used to just crunch data base spreadsheets and stuff. And now I can look at pictures and click on doors and open them and figure out puzzles. <laughs> which is silly by today's standards, but they were amazed by it. But yeah, it was, it was revolutionary back then. And so this game is also a game that has been remastered like five times throughout the years. And obviously this is the most recent iteration. This game dropped on game pass on day one, which was last Thursday. And um, so I got a chance to go ahead and download it. So I figured I might as well try out a game that was so revolutionary to the whole industry. Why not? Um, so I decided to stream the game for four hours, total blind stream. I had never played the game before, just seen maybe like a minute or two of gameplay enough to know that it was a puzzle game and that my work was going to be cut out for me. Now this iteration was remastered in the unreal engine. And in my opinion, the unreal engine does justice for what the game was trying to be when it came out. And you don't have to take my word for it. There's an older gamer who was, who was uh, actually watching me stream and said, you know, with the unreal engine, with these graphics, this is how the game always should have been played. Um, so I streamed for four hours. I don't normally stream games that long. I normally don't have the time, but in this instance, I had, I had a time and then I played for another four hours after that totaled eight hours of playing in the game from start to finish. And I finished the game. Um, if that's any indication of how much I liked and was intrigued and pulled into this, uh, mysterious world of mist. Right. Yeah. Um, now there's very little hand holding in this game, which is very common for older games. I think the hand holding is a very recent uh, accommodation in video games. Video mm -hmm. games were not always user friendly at all. Um, yeah, that's increased over time. It's something that um, people have realized that if you help out the player, the player is more likely to make their way further into the game and finish it. So, and it's so funny that you bring that up more likely to make their way into the game because I noticed that all of the achievements that I got from this game were rare achievements because most gamers didn't even go past a certain extent. Mm -hmm. That's a, you know, a testimony to how challenging the game is because it's not easy and you can do randomized or the original puzzles from the 1993 oh, version. Wow. wow. Uh, so you can play it theoretically unlimited amount of times and have different puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also a testament to the fact that it does not help gamers through the game. You figure it out or not. And that's it. Um, I think that that level of punishment is great because I'm a masochist. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I do love those older games like Morrowind, the ones that are more challenging because they're more rewarding, at least to me in the end. So if you like challenging games that don't really tell you what to do, because in mist, you're kind of like given a brief intro video thrown in and that's it. Yeah. You figure out what to do. Yeah. There's not a lot of complicated controls. Again, the gameplay is just a mechanism to tell a story. And, uh, for this one, I always enjoyed those wooden steel puzzle cubes, the interlocking rings, you know, those, those types of brain games to play. Right. I always enjoyed those. So I enjoyed this game. And if you enjoyed those, you might enjoy this game too. And the thing is about this game that it has, it's not just puzzles, but it has a super weird story that it, it like, you know, just after playing eight hours, I feel like I barely scratched the surface. I feel like this is one of those worlds where it seems like a simple game, but then you look at the wiki, right? 
and the wiki is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. like you could get lost in the wiki for probably a full week. I'm not even sure. Um, but it has a super, super deep story, a uh, super weird story. Uh, and, and apparently there's an entire world that this one guy created by writing it into existence. And I might be getting some of this wrong. So if you're like a diehard missed advocate, please excuse me. This is after eight hours of gameplay. <laughs> Um, and he writes this world or rather multiple worlds into existence called the ages of mist. And he can travel between these worlds through books in which the worlds are stored. Some of right. the worlds are populated yeah. by, by interesting locals like monkey men. And <laughs> some are strewn about with mangrove tree homes. So, you know, think of like um, the very, tropiest tropes of sci-fi and you'll get something close to this lore uh because you know as while it's all very beautiful and fantastical and it was very easy to get lost in these different worlds as you're exploring them you know walking from puzzle to puzzle it's also very reminiscent of old sci-fi old sci-fi as in like the hg wells time machine-esque sci-fi mm -hmm. yeah. uh, that kind i don't really know how else to describe it but if you've read the book you know the feeling i'm talking about right mm -hmm. yeah um you know i think that this is from a time when games weren't designed to be the kind of thing that you play for four hours at a time or eight hours at a time you know and so the idea that you like you could get lost in this and it would take you a long time to figure out a puzzle or to even figure out where to go next or what to do next in a game. Um, and it could be frustrating and you could butt your head up against something for two hours and really not make any progress. And then you would go away from it and you'd be, you'd be thinking about it when you go to bed that night and then you wake up in the morning and go, Oh, maybe I should look over there at this other thing and try that. And then you come back to it and you tool around with it for another hour and go, and then all of a sudden something dawns on you and unlock something and open up a whole nother area. You know, like that's the way these kinds of games were designed. It, it's not like the way games were designed today, you know, like games in that era, you could finish in, you know, maybe 10 hours of total gameplay if you knew exactly where to go and what to do or less. You know, I think maybe the original the original miss is maybe the experience is, I don't know, three or four hours long if you know exactly where to go and what to do for each puzzle. But actually getting through it the first time could have taken you way longer than that. But you would have gotten frustrated just kind of sitting there trying to figure out what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. Because it was meant to just like sit down for 30 minutes and just kind of try to figure something out. You get a little bit frustrated, you walk away, you come back, you try it again. Or you go to the water cooler, you talk to the guy at work, you know, the other, your friend at work is trying it also. You throw some ideas back and forth and then you go, oh, I figured it out. Try this. And then, you know, you just kind of figure it out together over the water cooler because there wasn't an internet to, or at least you, you didn't use the internet back in the late 80s because, you know, only the government and some universities used it back then that kind of thing the world was a different place you know so yeah it's interesting that they ke they kept it so true to the original yeah and and i a point of pride with me i did not look up the solution to any of the puzzles so i wanted to do it blind i wanted to do it the right way and holy shit uh were some parts of it hard <laughs> there yeah. were some parts that were like punishing um there was a part after the third puzzle where you're going through an underground tunnel complex and you have this train that sits on one track and you can only see out the front with very limited uh, peripheral view. And it's, a, it's a maze and you have to rotate at a 45 degree angle or by 45 degree angles. And you have North Northeast, you know, East, mm. all of the directions and you have to find your way out that way. And a lot of these pathways lead to absolutely nothing, but then you have to remember how to get back. Yeah. And then, yeah. And there's no map, you know, this right. is all just in your mind right. that you have to well, remember this. Back then what people would have done was they, they, they probably had a notebook with them and they would have sketched yep. out all the different options that they, they have tried and mapped everything out on a piece of paper. But yeah. in today's games, very you, evident. you would have had a HUD thing that showed you all the paths that you would have taken and then you would have gone back through and, and we would have done it for you. Right. But right. That's not in the game. So you have to do it on a sheet of paper. That became very, hand. very evident um, because there were other parts of the game where you needed to go pick up a book from over there. 
look at the a certain page for instructions on a puzzle that's across the island. Mm-hmm. So you would need to write it down on a physical sheet of paper and keep it in front of you while you're playing the game. Right. I got around it by taking a screenshot right. on my Xbox right. and then <laughs> looking at the screenshot on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't consider that cheating at all, you know, because it's still, it's, it's the equivalent the same thing as writing it right. down. It's a shortcut you know? for writing it down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- there's that. And, uh, that made it a little bit more challenging, but all in all, very rewarding game. And oh, oh yeah, the conflict, uh, people listening to this might think, you know, what's the conflict here? I, I just hear about this fantastical world full of puzzles and, you know, a strange wizard who created it. Mm-hmm. Well, the long story short, you're presented at the very beginning with two guys who are stuck in books. They're stuck inside books. Like, like the actual animation is something very similar to the Superman movies when people were trapped <laughs> in the squares. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one was a red, you know, one is a red book and, and one is a blue book and they are brothers and ask for your help. And they also claim that the other can't be trusted. Of oh course. Boy. Right. Oh boy. Um, well, both are, of course, you know, the father, the father is the guy who created everything. They are the sons of, of the father and they try to trick their way into gaining complete control of the ages of mist. Now, this is something that you don't know until the very, very end and you have to trust them at their word. And there's no way of knowing for sure before you choose the ending, but there are multiple different endings and they're also very similar to mass effect in appearance <laughs> and everyone knows i love mass effect hence the name and seven legend well th- this isn't like a stretch to compare it to because there's a red ending there's a blue ending and there's a green ending mm-hmm. and then there's two different variations of the green ending except it's not like mass effect in that there is a right ending there is tr- there is truly a right ending and if you do everything and you get access to the secret vault and then you go into the end and you see the red the red page and the blue page and obviously if you get the blue page it frees the brother in the blue book you get the red page it frees the brother in the red book but there's a green book which both of them told you not to look at mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. both told you don't touch that because you will become trapped if you do well what happens if you choose the blue page the guy in the blue book is like, ha sucker. Now you're stuck in the blue book. Right. Same shit happens if you choose the red book. Right. <laughs> and they're both awful. Um, and you choose the green book and I chose the green book first try because I was like, both of these guys just it seem seems like, like the so only option shit. that's different. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't know if I should trust either one of them because one of them seems like a murderous psycho and the other one seems like a greedy bastard. So I, I don't, I don't think I should really trust either of these guys. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, I still saved right before choosing it. <laughs> and nice. I chose the green ending. I met the wizard. He was like, Oh, hello. Spoilers, hello. by the way, you- spoiler. We didn't even say, we should have said spoilers earlier. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, spoilers. He's like, oh, hello. Uh, looks like you've 30 ran into game. my my awful sons. Uh, well, thanks for, you know, basically solving all the puzzles and, and finding the extra page from the vault. Excellent. Well, now you're on your way. Goodbye. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Except before then, he's like, I, I got to take care of some things. He goes back to the worlds of mist that you're in. He destroys both of the books, killing his sons in the process, I suppose. And then he's like, okay, toodaloo. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> You're right. My sons were jerks. Goodbye to them. They're just awful little And you pests. too. See you later. Thank you for your help. And that was it. So, you know, eight out of eight pizza slices. Beautiful and engaging. Wonderful. All right. Eight out of eight. Awesome. Well, good. Well, that's in, that's yep. a really interesting experience. Um, you know, I looked at the screenshots. I didn't load this up, but I wasn't wowed by the graphics for something that seems like was brand new is it better when you actually load it up than it appeared maybe it's because there's not much that looks like it in that engine on xbox one i'm not sure Mm -hmm. um i imagine that you know once i get my pc and i download this again and i look at it with you know the ray tracing and whatnot it's gonna look gorgeous Um, okay because i I would assume that the screenshots would have been like the highest quality 
images they could have gotten. But is it just I not think that a great lot looking? of it? A lot of it is moving around in the world and seeing the way that the light interacts. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot to the game. So they were able to focus a lot on the graphics. Right. Um, okay. But a, a lot of it is the movement in the world and, and, and just kind of like how it, 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 it feels natural. Like it really does feel like you are on that island because I think okay. and I, I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is a game that was built for VR. Oh, yeah. I can imagine being in this in VR. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. So. All right. So you also played Train Sim World 2. And I did. By your show notes. Uh, okay. So you've got almost a page and a half of show notes on Mist, And you have like a line of text here for Train Sim <laughs> yes, World I 2. Do. All right. So uh, what's, what's your feelings on this one? um well i don't have many clearly but uh-huh. um uh-huh. you know i have in the show notes and i'll say it here it's that i don't know what i expected um but that's exactly what i got <laughs> so okay i downloaded train sim world just not really knowing what to expect and um it is exactly as you would imagine it's a train simulator you are acting as the operator of a two-dimensional moving vehicle set on rails. <laughs> so, so wait, do you have to manage you know, like, do you just drive a train? Yes. You're just like, you pick a train and you're just like, go, go. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It's, it's riveting. Let me tell you, no pun intended, but it is riveting. Um, if there that that would be uh if i had my own soundboard for like cheesy joke i would have hit that right there riveting but anyway (laughs) wait Um, so wait wait is there there's no like there's wait so there's no (laughs) there's no like you have to like manage scheduling or yeah, there is okay okay okay. i'm oversimplifying things a little bit for comedic effect but you have schedules you have a train schedule you have to be on time uh you have to stop and and you know load and on offload passengers and you can't go too fast and if the track advises you that there's dangers ahead you better slow down and it's not like Uh, like i thought it'd be funny to go like crazy train mode and just (laughs) go like 100 miles an hour right through the station uh but as far as I've been, it does not allow you to do that, which is a sore disappointment because mm. I wanted to take this train off the rails. Um, it doesn't look like you can do that. However, this is like super like, you know, if you're into trains, you're going to like go crazy about this game uh, because you step in the cockpit of one of the trains and there's like a billion buttons where I personally thought to myself i was like i never knew that like train operators and engineers had to be this skilled because i just kind of thought of like a train as like a go and stop mechanism thing (laughs) it's not that it's not that simple there's like a billion buttons there's like here press this emergency brake release flip the circuit breaker to open oh you better prime this better prime the engine oh now it's primed start it okay so and so one it's of, a complicated lawnmower yeah right so uh, okay so uh previous coworker of mine this guy josh it's like super into trains josh was like, like the train guy at work right oh you know he's into this game oh my god jo- okay josh is josh was the kind of guy who was like who never quite got my sense of humor he always thought i was like the know-it-all and I would give him crap about things in a like sarcastic sort of way. And he thought I was being serious. Like I was like actually like ragging on him when I was like, like, you know, the kind of like bro kind of like picking on each other. Cause you like each other kind yeah, of thing. You just throw jabs, you just throw jabs. but it, like among, among guys, it's like your way of saying like, Hey, I like you. It's like punching yeah. a punching a guy in the arm. You're just like, hey man, I like you. I wouldn't do that unless we were actually friends. And I don't and I'm never gonna punch you hard enough to actually hurt you. It's cause we're bros, right. right? Well, Josh isn't the kind of guy who gets that at all. Like doesn't get it at all. But he's also the kind of guy who's like super into trains. Um I think I might have to apologize to Josh. 
<laughs> that checks out <laughs> <laughs> because it seems that there's more going on with trains than i was aware so, of yes there there's a lot going on with trains and yeah. apparently has been for quite some time low elves asks in chat is it a steam engine or the new Amtrak style both Ooh. uh it's Ooh. both any type of train that you can imagine any little train that your heart could desire is in this game and in fact you can change the outfit of the train engineer that you play as and you can take it one step further you don't even have to be in the train you can get off at the train stations and walk around and just you know uh -oh. have a jolly good time walking around and looking at the train a large part of this game are people who like Okay, this is going to sound like bad, and I'm going to get some hate mail from some train aficionados, but oh boy. a lot of this game felt fetish-like to me. <laughs> it probably is. And it's like... I would because have... Can you, can, can you customize your character? Not too much. Oh I mean, my, a little bit. Uh, can you have like a big handlebar mustache? I think it's more about customizing the train. I want... But I want to, ha I want to have like a like a like a british train conductor hat an outfit and a big old big old handlebar mustache like yosemite sam kinda but like like the british version of it like victorian okay. train yosemite train Seth. guy yeah 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 yes yeah 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 um it's the game is is something else and uh you can go on the euro lines like there's one in the intro that you can play in Germany. There's another one in Boston. I don't know why you would ever fantasize about driving an Amtrak in Boston. Maybe Boston was a train hub style. back in the day. I don't know. If that's your style, like, go for it. Um, I guess, theoretically, you could drive the train that Joe Biden is, like, a huge fan of between Delaware and D.C. Joe um, Biden loves trains. He he loves trains, and I think President Biden would be a super big fan of Train Sim, Train World, Train Sim World too. Yeah, I hear if he, I can say, I hear it. he plays it every night before he goes to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, not now, Jill. I gotta play some Train Sim. Oh, the Middle East crisis can wait. Choo choo time, sir. The Taliban have striked again. I don't care about them right now. It's choo choo time. Do you see this locomotive? Let me tell you something about this 1946 Mark II. <laughs> I rode one and of these back in my first trip to Alabama. I'll tell you about Alabama. The women down there, oh, they're good kissers. Soiled doves, the whole lot of them. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we're going to just do a whole show about trains and Joe Biden. Trains um, and Biden. Trains and Biden. All right. <laughs> uh, I've got some. Uh, what, okay, okay. So how many pizza slices? We got to wrap this up with pizza slices. How many pizza slices is, is this getting? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, uh, okay. If I'm a train aficionado. If you're, if you're the kind of person who just enjoys a good sim, a good sim game. Is this worth checking out? Oh, yeah. I'd say seven. Seven okay. out of eight. Right. Um, only reason I'm not giving it eight is because the um, the, the intro, the, t the tutorial is, is, is really on rails. Um, Ooh. I, <laughs> there's that a might be on purpose. It's definitely on purpose, but you can't go outside the bounds of anything like it doesn't let you skip even the little like british narrate it's a british narrator by the way in the mm. in the tutorial you can't skip anything mm. um mm -hmm. no dialogue mm. whatsoever that you can skip um so it's very um it's very you know linear <laughs> yeah i get you all right so okay and now if you're not a sim person is it worth checking out anyway god no no um, not at all not a sim person you're going to be wasting, I guess, a little bit of time. It's only nine gigabytes, so no challenge. harm, no foul, okay. I guess. But, you know, if you're not a sim person, if you're, like, expecting crazy train Mad Max type of action, that's <laughs> not going to happen. This is not happening. You are not stealing trains and shooting the conductor in the head and none of that. Okay. No. Yeah, go play, no. go, go play Red Den online if you want to, you know, a train heist. All right. What if you have a little kid who likes trains? Probably worth it probably worth it yeah definitely if you what have else? a little kid who loves trains 
your kid will probably play this game for about 30 minutes and then never again unless they just want to watch the trains like some kids some unless kids they just, just want to watch trains some little that's kids a just, huge part of it yeah some little kids just want to watch trains like that's totally a thing huge part is yeah. cinematic mode you can go cinematic into cinematic mode. mode and then like i imagine there is an enormous screenshot community for this game um, oh yeah yeah some so. people just really like the design of like interesting kinds of um yeah, locomotives well not just locomotives but like large mechanical you know things like the yeah. th- kinds of things yeah, like that people look at them maglev that, that people engineer maglev, you know baby. big designed big things that people make i don't know all right well here oh, let's yeah. let's talk about let's talk about 12 minutes because this is kind of an interesting game that came out recently and is very different from a lot of games in recent years this one's kind of a big a big i don't know different breaks the mold kind of game i don't know how to phrase words um this one is interesting for a number of reasons it is like kind of like you're stuck in a time loop as the main character from the perspective of looking down on your character the protagonist of the game and um i don't know that you're given the name of the character i think i think when you when you return home your wife just says like hi honey and that's kind of it um i could be wrong i i played this for i don't know about an hour the your main character is voiced by james mcavoy um your wife is daisy ridley so two like a-list actors um james mcavoy of course plays uh the younger professor x in the x-men movies uh daisy ridley of course plays um ray in the newer star wars films and then uh Willem Dafoe plays a police officer who shows up at the end of those 12 minutes. And I don't want to spoil anything on this one because unlike mist, this is not a 30 year old game. (laughs) Um, But to get into just kind of a sense of what happens in it, it's very much a adventure style game an old an old adventure style game in the sense that you click on something to tell your character to interact with it you your character then walks over to it and interacts with it so for example if i want my character to walk forward i don't just push forward on a d-pad or click like the w key i click on the ground where i want my character to walk and i'm looking straight down over the top of my character um so kind of like monkey island yes kind of like that If I want my character to walk over to the refrigerator, I would click on the refrigerator and my character will go over and open the refrigerator because what else are you going to do with the refrigerator? You know, intuitive thing is I want my character to open a refrigerator and then it would show a zoomed in view of the refrigerator and anything I can interact with in the refrigerator, I can then click on. Right. And so you click on the thing. If there's something you can pick up, it then ends up in your inventory. If there's something in your inventory you want to interact with. So let's say you have a key and you want to use the key to open the door. You drag the key from your inventory to the door and your character goes and opens the door with the key. It's pretty intuitive, right? If you want to click on a person, you can do that. And then if you want to talk to that person, dialogue options pop up and you choose the dialogue option you want to use. That's basically it. And time moves forward. So you return home. Your wife greets you says hi honey she's excited to see you she has a surprise for you time moves forward 12 minutes go by and then a thing occurs and then those 12 minutes start over and you're the only one who notices this a thing you say a thing occurs is it a different thing or is it the same thing every 12 minutes? It's basically this, the, the way this 12 minutes ends, the, the 12 minutes ends the same way with the same thing ending each time. And you can go do whatever you want in, in the apartment. So MK10 Gamer says, uh, did you look in the drawer before talking to your wife? You can go do that. You can go talk to your wife and let her do what she's going to do. And then maybe she goes to the drawer. Maybe you go to the drawer before talking to her. Maybe in one instance of this, you do that. And then in the other instance, you let her go do that. Maybe in one instance of this, you try to ignore her. Maybe in another instance of this, you walk back outside. Maybe in one instance of this, you go poking around in the bathroom. Maybe in one instance of this, you go, 
in the closet and you find a phone. Uh, maybe like there's lots of other things you can do, but you start to put together pieces of what's going on. And then you start trying to make the situation not occur the same way. You try to keep the situation from uh, happening differently. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds, you know, it's different in format, definitely, but it does sound like a puzzle game. Right. So, um, MK 10 gamer says you can't ignore Daisy, but you can, uh, you can, I mean, you can't ignore her, but you can like show disinterest in her meaning like ignore her in that way. Um, does that make sense? There are things you can do to be like, Hey, not now I'm busy. Um, it just depends on where you go and how quickly you do certain things. So there's lots of different ways you can play through this and it's a puzzle thing. And I didn't complete it. I have some theories about ways that I can do that, but I haven't cracked the code yet. I'm also not sure how long the game actually is because I think that you, it probably isn't that long once you actually figure this out, but I'm not sure because I'm not that far into it yet. Um, I did go through multiple cycles. I have gone through maybe, I don't know, 10 cycles at this point. Um, the other thing is that your character, uh, your character remembers the previous things and can even brings up things that they remember from the previous cycles to characters they talk to, which sounds insane, right? Cause you can tell people, Hey, this thing's about to happen. And they might go, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. So that plays into it as well. So, and that, that's about so all that I want to say. My next question. Right. Right. Is to do, do people treat your character like your character's crazy? So if it depends. It depends on what you do, right? It depends on how you approach the, the relaying of information. It depends on what you do to prep the situation. It's like that you have to take those things into consideration. So that all plays into the puzzle of how you, deal with the situation. Um, so you have to you play with the different variables and you see what you can, what you can do with it. Um, so it's interesting. It's, it, uh, it's the first time, the first cycle, you kind of feel like there isn't a whole lot you can do, but it only takes, it actually only takes about 10 minutes to get through that first cycle. So it really doesn't take that much time. And by the time you're in the second cycle, you start coming up with ideas. You start going, okay, well, I didn't try this. And then you're like, well, what happens if I do this instead? What happens if I do this instead? What happens if I, if this thing never happens, why did this happen this way? What if this happens instead? You know, like you start coming up with these variables and some cycles you feel like you get further than others. Some cycles, you don't feel like you get far at all. And you, you just start playing with the options. And I'm sure eventually you end up going, okay, well, if I was, if I do this, this time, and I do this, this time, then maybe I can push the cycle a little bit further and stop this thing from happening or whatever. So it's interesting. It's, it's got a really cool premise. Um, the fact that there are, you know, a list celebrities, the voice acting is good. Um, it's all top down. So it feels like you're just kind of watching this unfold. The artistic design of it is actually pretty cool. It's all based around this concept of a clock. It zooms in on a clock as, as the game loads up and the clock gets closer and closer and closer. And if you notice the, the hands of the clock are actually ticking backwards which is really kind of interesting. It's not actually taking forward. They're taking backwards. Um, there's little subtle details in the design of the game. Um, there's some kind of touching moments that can happen, but then there's ways that things unfold in other ways. There's kind of, uh, there's clearly a backstory that's hidden to your character for why certain things are happening that you have, your character kind of has to parse together. So it's a neat little mystery. It's a neat little game. I don't know how much I would, pay for it as a standalone title but the fact that it's on game plus game plus game pass means that um there's no reason not to try it you know especially if you like a puzzle game with that's voiced by actors that are in awesome movies you know like why not you know why not try it out so that's if my you were going my on it. if you were going to use just a couple words to describe the the, the feeling the aesthetic of the narrative what would you say? Um, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, it's got like a noir quality without the detective. Well, that's, that sounds accurate from what it depicted in the trailer. So 
I guess I'm happy to hear that it didn't, you know, market itself poorly. It's as if you're the detective. It's as if you're taking the mm. story that this guy told you and you're piecing together the the experience from a third from like a top-down view of the situation. Well, I should check that out. I'll probably like that. Mm -hmm. And I do like mystery and noir games. Yeah, and so. it's like this tiny little apartment. So it's like you're looking down on a, like a tiny little New York apartment. You can kind of the rain starts to pick up. You can see it outside the window. It's you know like there's this little radio on on the windowsill. You can go turn it on if you want to. Like it's it's got this like cool noir aesthetic to it. Everything looks like you're looking down at the at the ground. So you see like the wood grain of the floor. You see like the old you know apartment aesthetic I, I don't know it's, it's got it's got kind of this cool you know vibe maybe this is just because i just finished the first season but it sounds like the wire a little bit okay yeah i think there there might be a, i haven't watched the wire but i've you know i've heard of it i've heard people talk about mm. it and i've, I've seen clips and things so homicide I see, detectives in baltimore yeah and you know the fact that um uh, Willem Dafoe plays a police officer, so a police officer does play into this, and there is there is some mystery going on with something having to do with that. Um, yeah, there's some of that there too. So yeah, I, I you know I think it's I think there's no reason not to check it out. So from a preview standpoint, I think it's an eight out of eight. I think it's definitely worth trying just to see where it goes and what you think of it. Um, I'm curious to see if the payoff is as good as the mystery is to begin with. So. It's definitely worth checking out. I would be interested interested to see where it goes and what you guys think. Um, so that's eight out of eight pizza slices. Also, Rain on Your Parade. This is the funny little cartoon game that's been on Game Pass for a while where you're like this cardboard cutout rain cloud and your job is to like rain on everybody. You kind of float around and you rain on everybody. You go on these different little missions. Like you kind of float around. Uh, like the very intro level is like a wedding or something. You just have to get everybody wet and they all like everybody runs around. Ah! And they get wet and then your goal was like get all eight people at the wedding wet and then cha-ching checks it off yay you did it you unlock a little thing now now your ring cloud can wear a hat or whatever and then you go to the next mission um i pl i played a little bit of this i watched my wife and son this is this is this is a my wife and son kind of game because they play these kinds of games all the time they absolutely loved it this game and i loved watching them play it because it's one of those indie games that's just super smart and funny because it goes places you never expect you start thinking like okay this is i get where this is going you have these different little quests okay so now the rain gets like lightning so now your your goal is to and and, and what's so smart about this and you're gonna get being that you live up in the northwest the cloud is on a quest to go to Seattle because that's where the rain goes. <laughs> and so and, Checks out. and you're doing all these dumb things on the way up there. So like, so at some point you get like the ability to like hit things with lightning. So now you got to blow up all these cars and also get all these people wet within a certain amount of time. And you only have so much water. So you have to do it within a certain amount of water. Right. And everything's cute and funny and you, you do that. But the game, the little levels upgrade as you go but then they add in all these different components and other different things happen but the game goes in all of these weird places where it like takes things from other games and all of a sudden you're playing another game in the game engine and i'll give you one ex one example of this towards the very end of the game you're basically playing doom what there is a level where you load into it, actually, no, there's a, so you have a little base and you unlock things for your base and eventually you get an arcade cabinet in your little rain base. And if you go over to the arcade cabinet, there's like a bonus level. And this isn't the only game where you're basically playing another game as the rain cloud, but you're actually playing this game inside the game where you are playing a bonus level and in order to unlock other gear for your rain cloud as the rain cloud going through a first person shooter map and the whole game is designed around looking down at the rain cloud and you're running around shooting raindrops collecting ammo so you can shoot raindrops and lightning forward at people running around a map in order to shoot the people get them wet and then there's other things that you have to hit and it's basically doom you're playing doom as a rain cloud um there's another map where you're basically playing zelda you're playing like the Legend of Zelda, like the first Legend of Zelda, 
you're basically you're going through a, you're even breaking pots and collecting like rupees out of the pots like this game goes nuts it goes the weirdest places there's there's a villain you have to beat at some point it is ridiculous i mean why the hell not why the hell not yeah you get like wind powers you get like all sorts of things this game it's the game goes so many places i never expected it it's super fun it's super charming you can even design the face of your rain cloud and so when you put glasses on sometimes they don't even end up on your eyes it's like it's super silly if you like super wacky and yet still smart indie games absolutely should check it out and again it's free and if this is your your kind of thing totally eight out of eight pizza slices totally worth checking out um if you're not into super silly just kind of you know just do something silly kind of games it's not your thing just don't do it but if you like this kind of funny kind of thing especially if you have kids absolutely should, should play it so there you yeah, go that sounds like something i'll introduce to my girlfriend i, I think she'd yeah. probably like yeah. a game like that especially because she loves zelda so yeah, there's like a zelda level who knew who knew you play through a zelda level yeah and you have to figure out puzzles you have to like do things in a certain order unlock secret doors and stuff like it's crazy crazy yeah. crazy stuff all right yeah i'll definitely have to introduce that to her all right well we've got a middle of the show to do where we talk about some of the upcoming games some of the games leaving and what i'm going to do while we do that is i'm going to drop in the invitation link to our zoom call for anybody in chat who would like to join us you can you can join us in there you'll hang out in the waiting room and when we get done with the middle of the show i will let you in one at a time to tell us about some of the things you've been trying out and you can join us at the end of the show so here you go that's in there and we'll be right back If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey there. My name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have slim gyms so come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation good luck and have fun everybody and remember keep your goose loose all right so we've got some games leaving very 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 soon and some of them we mentioned last week as well again we've got the blair witch game the double kick heroes stranger things 3 and nba 2k 21 are leaving most of these games are on actually all of the games are on console uh, Blair Witch is also on PC, and so goodbye to those games. The last chance to try those out if you want to try them. And then we've got some uh, some new ones coming, some of the ones we talked about. So we've got 12 Minutes and Mist. Both of those are console, cloud, and PC. Comanche is out on PC currently, I believe. Did that come out already? I think that came out already. It is. It, it, it was released to Game Pass with very little fanfare. Um, can't see why. Looks compelling. Um, no, but it's, <laughs> I'm being a little sarcastic here, but it's basically like ACE combat, but instead of flying a fighter jet, you're flying a helicopter. So it's, I don't want to say it's a helicopter sim. It's probably not probably a little bit more arcadey than that. Uh, but it has multiplayer. So if you're super into helicopters, go check it out, go check it out. And then humankind is out. Uh, I talked a little bit about that last time. Still haven't had time to dive back into that, but that's only PC. Sam will soon be able to play that one. 
and very soon. Uh, Quake 1, 2, and 3. Quake 1 is the only one on console. 2 and 3 are on PC also. Um, Psychonauts 2 is out. I have that downloaded. haven't been able to start that yet. I think that's one that uh, my wife and son will enjoy as well. That's been getting really good reviews. Oh, yeah. And, and it looks really smooth. I've looked at some of the gameplay. I did not expect to be wowed by the graphics that much from Psychonauts. So um, really impressed with that one. I'm going to have to check it out. It looks like it has a you know pretty solid story, uh, something along the lines of the same aesthetic as like Ratchet and Clank. So mm-hmm. going to have to check that one out as well. Yeah, Psychonauts 1 was a kind of a classic, kind of a cult classic for um, uh, when it came out back in, what, 2005, I want to say? It's been a while. And then Recompile is out. That's another one I thought would be interesting to try out, just haven't had a chance to check it out. And then coming soon, uh, Aragami for uh, consoles on September 16th, the Lemnus Gate on the 28th for console and PC, Moonglow Bay on October 7th for console and PC, and... Um, what do you know about this one, Sam? So this one looks pretty cool. Uh, looks like a whimsical fishing game. And I, when I say fishing game, you know, most of the video games that are about fishing that are out there are like, you know, pro bass tour 2019. (laughs) And they're, they're, you know, relatively sim like, uh, for fishing. This one does not look sim like at all. This one is, you know, very pixelated. It's very, it it looks like if you were to insert a Minecraft fishing game as a standalone on game pass, you'd get something close to this. Um, so it looks like a fun little fishing game and you can also cook what you catch. So nice. you gotta have the recipe though. You gotta have the ingredients for the recipe. So reminds me of a little mini game in an old version of Pokemon snap. I think it was where you could go fishing for Pokemon. So cool. Cool. And then back for blood comes out on the 11th for console and PC. I'm going to be playing that. That's uh, that's going to be taking up a lot of my time. I enjoyed the beta and I love, I love uh, left for dead. And this is very much in the same vein, although it feels feels a little bit more thoughtful than left for dead d- did left for dead came down to it became very formulaic once you figured out the levels and how to deal with each of the enemies and you had a group of people who were experienced you kind of just did the right things at the right time kind of like a game of baseball <laughs> that's my interpretation of baseball is that if you are the team who's out on the field you just do the right thing when the ball goes in the right place and if you do the right thing in the right way then the other team never gets a chance to score unless they get a home run um that's what left for dead felt like to me right like theoretically you just do the right thing all the time you win the game um this feels a little different this i I think uh, is going to be a really cool game so that's coming out again on october 11th and that's it for right now if anybody would like to join us i don't see anybody in call waiting if there's something you've played recently on game pass you want to throw out some of your thoughts on that then feel free to join us we're going to move into the end of the show here we go The little boop right there at the end. Well, we don't have anybody in call waiting right now, but we do have some people in chat chiming in. Uh, so Mark 10 Gamer says, need to play Back for Blood. Didn't play it at all. Yes, you definitely need to. We'll be setting up some of the uh, Game Pass gang playthroughs uh, in October when that comes out. You you know I will be playing that. I will definitely make time for it. Especially Zombies October. It is absolutely the right time to be playing a zombie game. With Halloween and, and all that stuff. That's going to be, I'll, I'll be setting up some streams for that. Probably on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights will be good because I don't have any shows Wednesday night. So that'll be a good time to do that. We can stream it and maybe, who knows, if we can get a core group of us playing those, maybe we can get some, you know, experience playing through some of those levels, get, get really good at them. And then, oh, com- yeah. Commanders, oh, do you want to chime in, Sam? Sorry. I was just going to say, with my having a PC, I will yeah. be able to join in any group. You know that we have going on yes that'll be awesome so please let us know if you're into a specific game um and here's another thought we've been talking there's a lot of people throwing stuff around a few days ago people were talking about playing halo halo infinite is now coming out in december um you guys don't need to wait for us to set up like hey everybody we're going to be playing this thing come join us 
I know there are a lot of people in the community who are, are very capable of hosting your own events. Uh, a lot of you guys are streaming on your own channels. You're kind of doing your own things. Feel free to use our discord as a platform for, you know, kind of rallying the community around to playing whatever games you want to play, especially if it's Game Pass stuff and you guys want to just kind of get a group together to regularly have a night to play stuff. Sam and I would love for you guys to do that. We would love to be able to jump in when we can. I know our schedules are all different. Everybody has different schedules. I have shows on different nights of the week. Sam has kind of a rotating schedule at work. Um, I've got family obligations sometimes. It, it, we all have different obligations, but if there's something that you want to play, if there's like a, a Halo night that you want to set up with some some of the people, if there's uh, Destiny 2, something I threw out there because I want to get back into that again before February when the new content comes out. Um, back for Blood's going to be out in October. I definitely want to be playing some of that. There, There's just so many good games out there. Uh, sea of Thieves is on Game Pass. I'd love to be playing some more of that again. If there's something you want to play and you want to just set it up, feel free to just, you know, don't don't feel like you're annoying if you want to just pop in there every day and just say, hey, guys, I'm getting on again. It's, you know, 5 p.m. And this is usually when I can play. This is what I'm playing. Let me know. Here's my here's my Xbox name again. Send me a friend request. I'll be in game. Come join me. Just do it. Just keep saying, here I am. I'm playing this. Come join me. Here I am. I'm playing this. Come join me. Here I am. I'm playing this. Come join me. You know, don't badger anyone specifically individually, but just keep saying like, I'm available if anyone wants to play this. And eventually people will show up, you know, and it doesn't have to be us to, to head it up. Like you guys are welcome to do that. And if, and if you are pushing the envelope a little bit too much, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. It's okay. Everybody, everybody heard. You just have to post once, once in that day is fine. <laughs> you know, like that's fine. Yeah. And, and at least for me, uh, anyone that's friends with me on the discord probably sees my Xbox handle. Don't hesitate to add me on Xbox. And if you're already friends with me on Xbox, don't hesitate to just shoot me a party invite. If you see that I'm not streaming, if I'm not streaming and I'm playing Xbox, don't, don't hesitate to send me a message or shoot me a party invite and say, Hey, you want to play this? And you know, if I don't want to, I'll let you know, but <laughs> yeah. chances are I'll join in because I'm always looking to, you know, interact with the community. So. Right. Right. And, and sometimes you're just playing something else or sometimes you just don't have enough time to jump in and it's completely fair to say sorry i just don't have time right now or sorry i was in the middle of something else like that's totally fine like we're all adults let's just you know if you can join each other let's just join each other you know why not um commander sovereign in chat says they ever bring back the xbox version of settlers of Catan. i played that way too much and want to again i don't believe they did at least not on game pass uh, i don't think so i remember the uh xbox version of carcassonne if you remember that yeah yeah carcassonne that i had fun. i had the uh, that on my app too or uh, an app on my phone and i got really good at that and i played with a bunch of my friends and then they stopped playing with me bummer dude that's like uh me and my friends with risk yeah my friends learned that with risk they're like you got to take sam out early if you allow him to exist <laughs> past certain amount of turns it's over <laughs> don't let him get australia <laughs> don't let him get australia yeah. yeah pretty much that's what i did every time i yep. was like back to the wall i'll push out yeah yeah like, he gets australia yep. we'll just fight each other to death and then he'll take he'll take asia and then he'll just win every, against everybody yeah don't do it yep oh man good old risk well anybody else have any other questions or want to join us you're welcome to otherwise we'll be wrapping up this episode um yeah, so let's see. This week, I do want to jump back into some Destiny 2. It's a little bit confusing to jump into some of the old content, though. Hmm. Commander Sovereign says, dude, don't mention Risk. I used to eat and breathe and defecate that game. Well, I guess if you eat it, you got to process it and, you know, you can't digest all of it. Some of it has to come You know, there out. was there's so many different versions of Risk, and I had a Game of Thrones version. Yeah. One of my favorites. For sure. There's also a Mass Effect risk, Is there? which I definitely wanted to get. Yeah. There's a Lord of the Rings one that we got my dad years ago. Yeah. I think we played it like one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of the niche game modes can get a little complicated. Same with Axis and Allies, the board game. Oh, my God. <laughs> that board game takes forever to set up. Yeah, that was one that I never really did get into. Yeah. 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 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for being on the live show. Um, if you have any thoughts or questions or things that you want to share about the Xbox Game Pass games that you're playing, we'd love to hear from you. You can always send us a message or join the Robots Radio Discord channel and shoot us a note over there. If you're looking for people to play with, don't don't be afraid to jump into the Xbox Game Pass gang channel and shoot out some messages to us on there as well. Um, Sam, you got anything you want to share before we head out? Um, not, not really. I will be streaming some more mass effect. Of course, I'm trying to finish mass effect three from the legendary edition before I get my PC. That way I have a reason to buy legendary edition <laughs> on the PC. You're going to play well. through it again, 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 play again, it again, 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 the again, next playthrough will be fully on insanity mode difficulty Dude. Dude, uh, with those graphics and the SSD on your PC. You're going to be like, <laughs> Oh yeah, it'll be a perfect comparison, right? Because I will be going directly from one to the next one, and you're gonna be I like, I can't wait to be amazed. You're gonna be like, let's get this load. You're gonna load a new map, and you're just gonna be like, okay, it's, I'm ready to load them. Oh, it's unloading. Huh? <laughs> Honestly, this is this is super dumb and kind of pathetic too, but. I can't wait to play Civ again, Civilization, because yeah. I have Civ on my Xbox. But man, it crashes like every like once you get past turn two fifty, it crashes every other turn. It's just too much. You're probably, I'm not alone in that. You're probably running out of RAM. I'm yeah. Well, Civ is unlike other games in that it really requires a multi-core processor, mm. and yeah, Xbox One on. doesn't have the best one. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I hope you don't spend too much time just replaying the games you've already played because there's so many fun things yeah. that you, you could be. Yeah, well, I will be rebuying uh, Cyberpunk as well. Mm -hmm. So I played that just briefly when it came out. Cool. That'll be new for me. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, so. enjoy it. I hope uh, I hope you you have a good time with all of that. Um, I'm sure we'll be chatting. You'll be letting me. I'm, I'm sure you're going to share pictures of your new system when you get it all set up, too. And oh, you'll, be, yeah. you'll be like, hey, yeah. man, look what I got. <laughs> So <laughs> that's awesome. That's so exciting. New new PCs are always so much fun. Um, well, that's awesome. Uh, I've got all my shows over at the Robots Radio Network. Uh, there's the Mass Effect Lorecast that Sam and I do together. There's all the other Lorecasts that I do: Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Cyberpunk, The Witcher, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and man, there's so many other good shows on the network that Sam and I don't do that other people do. So go to robotsradio.net, check out that stuff. Tons of awesome things over there. Also, there's the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I work with other podcasters to help them launch their shows, learn about recording, learn about putting together a show that will actually get an audience, which is a huge deal, and learn how to market it so that people know that it exists, because that's really hard. And this is this is awesome news. Sam, Sam and I do um, the Mass Effect Lorecast, which is in the top 1.5% of podcasts internationally. Of the almost 3 million podcasts out there, we're in the top 1.5%. Um, we're like kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the Fallout Lorecast is in the 0.5% top of podcasts. Um, I do multiple shows that are that are above the top 1.5%. Um, there are a number of other shows on the Robots Radio Network that are in that same kind of range. And the majority of shows on the network are all in the top 5%. So the network as a whole is kicking butt. So if you want to want to find out how that works and how to be a part of something like that, then go to robotsradio.net slash rocket dash club. And we'd, I'd love to help you guys learn how to do that kind of thing with your own show. We already have, I think it's like nine different uh, members of the rocket club and we meet every week. So yeah, it is, it's, it's super awesome. Um, lots of hard work, uh, not just myself, but the other creators on the network, my co-hosts, lots of people putting a lot of work, into the stuff that they love and the community and it's you guys behind us you know helping us out with that so thank you to everybody who has been involved with all of it so that's what we got for you this week we will be back next week with some more xbox game pass previews and news and all that that kind of stuff um, stay safe until then we will see you next time and maybe we'll see you on some streams before then so stay safe everybody see you later bye Interesting.
amazing people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them. Because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're going to be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye.